the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. And right now via the telephone, we've got uh, John DePietro. 106. Yes, good afternoon, John DePietro at 106 on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, uh, we are having a minor technical difficulty, but I believe, JR, is this, uh, JR, you can talk into the mic. Is this coming in okay? Coming in loud and clear, sir. Good, okay. All right. Well, you're going to do it this way, folks. One way or the other, on this Wednesday, October 13th, we were not going to be denied. And, uh, folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Stop in and see them. Uh, excuse me. Give them a call. J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today. Boy, there's a lot going on. Uh, 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering. And remember, the heating season is here. Let J.K.L. design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity shift system energy efficient quiet more affordable than you think reduce your oil bill by as much as 90 percent highest rebates in the market it's jkl and the rem- remember on this um on this wednesday whether you're listing in attleboro or whether you're listing in bellingham or rentham or franklin they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts or Lincoln and Smithfield. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. It's JKL, 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. Folks, again, visit the website, depetro.com, where we have uh, just been breaking so many different stories and unique video, and DePetro.com, one of our sponsors there, is in fact our friend Pat Elston. Pat Elston, who you want to talk about uh, 20 years experience, based out of Cumberland for Caldwell Bankers. It's Pat Elston, and in this market, you want to deal with someone who, in fact, has the experience. This is not a time for amateur hour. Not in any way. You want to call Pat Elson, Caldwell Bankers. Call her today, 401-474-5253. 401-474-5253. It's Pat Elson with Caldwell Bankers. Licensed in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, she specializes in residential investment property servicing all of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. All right, so here's what's going on. We're going to do a little bit of a rundown of what's happening both uh, nationally and also locally. Now, first of all, on a national basis, folks, the Biden administration just continues. The situation is basically going from bad to worse. Now you have the problem regarding... If you've seen some of the video, there are all those ships off the West Coast. And the Biden administration, they have created this because, as people have warned them, if you pay people not to work, 
guess what's going to happen? What do you think is going to happen if you pay people? If you say to someone, I'll tell you what, if you get out of bed and go to work today, I'll pay you $20 an hour. Or if you don't get out of bed and don't leave the house and instead bone up and just lay around the house, well, $19. I mean, if, if you pay people not to work, they're not going to work. There's a worker shortage. This was created. You know, there are people, by the way, there are people that have refused a lot of the things that were being offered. The governor of Tennessee, Governor Bill Lee of Tennessee, you know, he refused $800 million. $800 million he turned down for the state of Tennessee as far as to give that to extend unemployment. You know why? He said no. People need to work. I'm not going to do that to the businesses. And some of the people are trying to fight them, but they've been unsuccessful. Absolutely unsuccessful. Another thing, that another part of this, vaccine mandate, mandate madness by the, by the Wall Street Journal. Biden's needless order is hurting workers and feeding polarization. And it's absolutely true. And you're seeing this go on unnecessarily here in Rhode Island with Governor McKee. The Wall Street Journal writes, Biden's excessive executive action is causing equally excessive reaction among some Republicans, like the governor of Texas, who's banning vaccine mandates by private employers. So now that also, I don't know if you need to do that. So it is true the vaccine has saved tens of thousands of American lives. Most recognize the benefits outweigh the risks. About 78% of American adults and 95% of adults 65 are receiving at least one dose. Some are still reluctant for various reasons, religious, medical, or other reasons. They don't think they should have to. So with vaccines widely available, many Americans want to return to pre-pandemic lives. Minimal governor government interference. But geez, even as we were turning the corner on Delta, Biden issued this sweeping vaccine mandate. No doubt hope would boost the public support. It shows that the vaccines are popular, but the hardening has accelerated polarization. So <clears throat> private employers, writes the Wall Street Journal, they should be allowed to impose their own vaccine requirements. The governor, his response puts employers in a legal quandary. So employers don't want their workers getting sick. Isn't illness can cause business disruption, but employers also have to weigh the concern against the risk if they lose workers if they mandate vaccines. So the the risk is different for each business. As a matter of fact, the risk benefit calculation is different for each employer which is why they need to be allowed to tailor their policies accordingly. And, of course, the president is ignoring that. Now, look at what's going on here in Rhode Island. How Governor McKee, nope, that's it. Jabs and arms, shots and arms, as he started, you know, saying. Um, and look at what has happened with our frontline workers and the problem that that is happening right now 
And what is happening is the fact that you have all this protest. You have a lot of people that are just out. You're making people dig in. This, see, another problem that I believe Governor McKee has fallen into is just, you know, if you're following the Biden administration, right? If you're following, if that's who you're following, you've got problems. And I don't know what Governor McKee is, is going to do. A lot of the damage is already done. Now you have, and I like this, COVID on campus. Are the restrictions overkill? You're not seeing a lot of young people dying in the hospital. No one is denying that, yeah, it would be ideal if people would take the vaccine and cut down on the spread. But that's just not what's happening. And all you're doing is building in more resentment towards it. But between the amount of people that quit their jobs, the amount of people that said, you know, on second thought, I'm, I, do I wait tables? Yeah, I wait tables because I need the money. But if the government's going to give me the money, then I'm not going to wait tables. Then I'm not going to wait tables. So, you know, that is, that's a major problem that is happening. There are people that say, I don't enjoy going into the factory and unloading boxes, but I do it because I need the money to pay my rent. Well, if you just announce, tell you what, we'll pay you the same, basically, maybe a little bit less, tell you what, we'll pay your rent. So you don't have to go into the office. You don't have to go into the warehouse. You don't have to wait tables. You don't have to drive a truck. We will pay most of that for you or apply for this fund or that fund. You know, again, if you start paying people not to work, then that's what you're going to get, which is what you're getting right now, shortage of workers. And now, by the way, they also really own the fact that this Christmas is already a problem trying to get gifts. And the price of everything is going up. This is a major problem. And look at the way they're combating it. You know, this is disgraceful how they, in fact, um, have decided that if you disagree, you're going to be labeled a domestic terrorist. That's basically what the Biden administration and the other side is trying to say. And you're, you're starting to see it play out. You're starting to see it play out in the way that those protesters were treated on Friday night at Governor McKee's home, the way that they're putting out the word regarding anyone that happens to disagree at a school committee meeting where the people immediately start yelling and screaming, saying that they feel threatened. And some people are doing that from last night. If you didn't see the video, what happened last night in North Kingstown is it's problematic and I think you're going to start to see this happen in other places and you're going to start to see other school committees start to also just say nope we want to meet by Zoom because we don't want the general public part of this discussion and we'd rather meet without the general public 
so we're just going to start to do everything by Zoom. And that's not the way it should be. And that's not the way it was ever designed that way. That's not fair to people. You don't get the same type of involvement. Um, and, and, and last night, for those that missed it, but it, it really started just because a couple of people in the back didn't have masks on. And that's how ridiculous this thing is getting. Folks, this portion of the program, and again, you hear me mention the website. Uh, we have the video of that North Kingstown School Committee meeting that was ridiculous. And so when everyone was, was told that there won't be a meeting, I started doing a Facebook Live. And then so we started having people give the speeches that they would give if there was Facebook or if, if they didn't end the meeting. And... Suddenly, then the police came in, and the school committee sent every, the police in and said that unless people immediately leave the auditorium, that they were going to be arrested. And I certainly did not like putting the police, right? I don't want to put the police in that type of situation, but at the same time, you know, there, there's something wrong that people were arriving and... They were being told that, uh, you know, people like a school committee meeting could go at least an hour. So people don't arrive right on time and they're rolling in at different times. And and instead they were being treated that way. But see, this is all part of it now where they're going to use this threat that Merrick Garland and the FBI has put out. They're going to use it against people. They're going to use it to try to just shut people down. That's really what this is about. Folks, again, you hear me mention the website. You can see the different stories. It's brought to you by Endzone Sports Pub. We had a great time there Friday night. So glad. The frontline workers, Endzone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stop in and see Dana. They also have karaoke on Friday and uh, Saturday night. Uh, I had some delicious food there on Friday night, and a lot of the frontline workers ended up there after the McKee protest. Stop it and see uh, Dana at Endzone Sports Hub. He's also got a great staff. 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Baseball playoffs and football. Look for the crowd at Endzone Sports Pub. 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. Right now it's 120. I apologize for having a little bit of a technical problem, but we will get it straightened out. Uh, this portion of the program uh, is brought to you by, speaking of Menden Road, stop it in C. Marie, 960 Menden, uh, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's my health. Look at this beautiful Wednesday. Blue sky, pop it in C. Marie, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products, ice, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. It's my health because it's your health. Hemp and CBD products. Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, right diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. So, folks, um, now locally, the big story that is just rocketing is, in fact, that yet another person has entered the race for governor. And this is a player. This is someone, you can already tell she released a video. It was perfectly lit. 
it was professionally done. Her name is Helena Folks. There are people listening to me right now that maybe worked for her and with her because she ran CVS. So now there are five people that are going to be part of this Democrat primary. Why is she running? Does she feel she can beat Nellie Gorbia? Yes. Does she feel she could beat General Treasurer Seth Magaziner? Absolutely. Who's encouraging her to run? Commerce Secretary Raimondo. They're friends. As a matter of fact, her family is very friendly. And it's my understanding, and I was told, that Gina Raimondo has encouraged her to run. Gina Raimondo, former CVS executive and CEO of Hudson Company, she's in. She's in. So this makes her, Governor Dan McKee, former Mayor of Cumberland. You have Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia. You have General Treasurer Seth Magazina. You have that Matt Brown. So now I know also, so you have Helena Folks, Dan McKee, Nellie Gorbia, Seth Magazina, Matt Brown. Now there's actually even a sixth, but he's never held office. He's that Dr. I'm not even exactly sure. I think I've met him one time. Um, no one's really taking him seriously. But I, he, I think, has like the Black Lives Matter crowd. Now, I'm not talking about independents. I'm not talking about Paul Rihanna, who's running as an independent. I'm not talking about Dave Darlington, who I believe is exploring or running as a Republican, who's from, uh, from Cumberland. But she is being taken very seriously by the media. And came out with a very impressive video that she put out. Just as far as, I thought it was perfect, professional to the point. Um, I think it's interesting that she resigned from vice chair of Economic Development Corporation during the 38 Studios collapse. She said, I've discussed with Governor Chafee's plans for the board, and I think it's best time I resign. So that was significant. So she, there is sent a general treasurer, Seth Magaziner, Secretary of State Nellie Gobia, uh, Louis Daniel Monet, that's it. Matt Brown, Governor McKee has not yet announced yet. And then you have her. So six. Six that it will be, I believe, on the stage. But she, self-made, uh, Harvard undergrad, um, also Harvard, uh, she the, yeah. Law school as well, I believe. Quick uh, president of the Harvard University Board of Overseers. Miss Hurd, did she do Harvard Business School or Harvard Law? I'll pull that up. Uh, hey, listen, running CBS was, is quite an accomplishment. The progressives won't like her. You know why? This is how, because she made money in the private sector. <clears throat> The, the progressives won't like her because she made, or I believe was paid $29 million when she ran CVS. So she has very deep pockets, but self-made. She's made her own money. Uh, campaign treasurer is Cranston businesswoman Meredith Curran, who is a senior advisor to Raimondo in the governor's office. She also, this Helena Folks, um... Formidable private sector resume, Fortune Magazine, most powerful woman in business. Um, so she's not doing a live event. 
uh, mother of four, Harvard University grad, longtime friends with Ramundo. I think she also got a degree. I think so from Harvard. Could have been. But, you know, obviously, very, very, very smart. Um, her husband teaches at NISD, which is interesting. Um, he was on the Gorbia transition team, but she is a formidable candidate. She is, without question, this changes the nature of the race. This absolutely uh, changes the, the, the nature of the race. Because this, this is not... This is not someone who, you know, I'm thinking of doing this has never accomplished anything. So she has been very successful. She is someone to, uh, she is someone to watch. She is without question. This is, and another reason that can't be ignored is she believes that McKee is very beatable. Their people feel that Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, you know what's also interesting, folks, is Raimondo would never give Dan McKee the time of day, would never give him the time of day as lieutenant governor. And and she's very, very friendly, very, very friendly with Gina Raimondo. So they certainly feel, and especially the past two months, that the word that was given to me was he's imploding. So I think that's an interesting um, way. So we will catch up with her at some point. Folks, again, at 127, um, I want to just message to Johnny Reynolds. We're going to be taking a break in just two minutes. But, folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, again, visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. We have so many original stories up. And I want to remind you, you know, this is a good time of year if you're thinking of getting your driveway paid. J. Perry Paving provides high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, residential, commercial, seal coating patios. J. Perry Paving. Call them today for a free estimate, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Look for them on Facebook, and whether it's a brand-new paving project or just a cracked driveway, you can depend on on J. Perry Paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on. Call them 401-732-1730. So, folks, again, a heads up to uh, Johnny Reynolds in the studio. We are going to uh, be taking a break in just, let me double check, in just 30 seconds. Folks, we have another, remember, it's the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM, and we have some uh, great video up on the website, petro.com if you want to see that raucous, out-of-control school committee meeting last night. There was also the murder at the laundromat. We also had the frontline workers that were protesting at Kent Hospital yesterday. We had the gang shooting in Cranston on Monday. And then we had the shooting on Broad Street on Saturday night. And then we also have the video up of the protest at Governor McKee's house. So let's do this. We're going to take Johnny uh, Reynolds. Johnny Reynolds, are we ready to take a quick break? Yes, sir. I'm going to wait. We are. All right, folks, quick break. Stay tuned. A lot more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. 
White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Fall, very soon, the heating season will be here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System, J.K.L., Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency infinity heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L. Carrier Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. J.K.L. is also a Navian certified factory dealer called J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, petro.com. It's Wednesday, October 13th. And, you know, the Biden administration, we're going to talk about this, but, boy, the chickens are coming home to roost, The uh, as the expression goes. What is happening now is uh, get ready for Christmas. Now, look at this. This is just still mid-October, and you watch. The story of the holidays is going to be people can't get the goods and the presents that they want. Why? Because many of the companies can't get workers. You need workers. You need people working. And as we have talked about, if you pay people not to work, they won't work. How about August? Record number of people quitting their jobs. You know, what do they figure? Oh, probably be another stimulus package coming. Or I got so much money that I was able to pay everything off and I just don't need that second job and whatever it may be. But, you know, whether it's the shipping problem out on the West Coast or just the lack, what President Biden has been able to do in nine months is basically give away so many free things that people no longer feel that they need to work. And as I've talked about, if, if, if people, if you pay them not to work and stay home, then they'll stay home and not work. And that's exactly what's, what's going on right now. So the, uh, and, and it's not going to, this is not going to be solved overnight. This takes a while. You've already programmed the people that, you know, that, that people say, you know what, I've decided I, I don't want to work in a restaurant. I don't want to work in retail or whatever it may be. I did it in the past, but suddenly now you have people just saying, I'll find other ways. I'm sure, you know, there's already rent relief, so I don't have to worry about my rent. So I'll just get by with what I have. There'll probably be another stimulus package coming. They're giving more money child tax credits president biden has they have created this and it's this is like a uh a a tugboat if you ever seen them try to turn around a tugboat that doesn't happen right away takes a while much like those but what's going on 
you know, out on the West Coast, you see all those ships off the coast, the ports of California. And suddenly now they decide, gee, maybe we should be open 24 hours. But many of the companies don't even have the workers. How about I was, I was um, hearing a story, UPS right now. Do you know they're even speeding up the process? You could fill out an application and be hired within 30 minutes. The whole delay, think sometimes, folks, you, you know, you're looking for a job, you fill out the application, and then, you know, a couple of days go by before you hear anything. No longer. This is like work on demand. That's how bad it is, by the way. So there are so many problems coming out of poor decisions made in the pandemic. And it's the same thing. You know, there was there was another murder in Providence last night. If you haven't seen it, a guy goes to do his laundry. He's at the laundromat. Eight o'clock at night, somebody comes in. Washington Park section of uh, Providence, Broad Street, which is normally, I grew up in Edgewood, right, not far from there. It's considered somewhat a safe area, but... Um, a lot of criminals were let out of prison because of COVID, which, you know, and there was a lot of protest for that as far as let them out. And so you have far more criminals out on the street. I've spoken, I've talked about this with law enforcement, where they see someone and they're like, wait a minute, I locked that guy up. He's supposed to be doing five more years. Nope. COVID, they let them out. Folks, the Biden administration, he is in no position to solve this. And then now you also have the problem and I like the line, Tucker Carlson is finding out that there are other people in the country other than the government that have power. And that is you're seeing all the cancellations with Southwest. And now the CEO of Southwest is saying, you know, I didn't like this Biden mandate for our pilots. It's killing our airline. Thousands of flight canceled, complete chaos. Folks, the question now is you plan to travel at Christmas time? Is there any guarantee you're going to? By the way, traveling at any time, is there any guarantee you're going to get back? So as a result of that now, prices go up with the airline. Prices of fuel go up. Everything is going up. This is not a little bit of a bump. This is the beginning of a full-fledged disaster. If you voted for President Biden, hope you can still look yourself in the mirror. Because nine months later, this is the beginning of a complete disaster. And they don't know how to govern. And they're not getting things done. And he cannot rally everyone together. He's not rallying the country together. Quite frankly, I don't think he's up to it. And his vice president would rather make fake videos about NASA as opposed to going and trying to solve the problem at the border, which they'd like an open border. All right. A lot more ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender banner, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401 401- 272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best, and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401 
3340 West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired. 401-272-3340. Thank you for uh, taking the time, folks. Joining me right now, he is uh, Sheriff Kiernan Donahue. Sheriff of Canyon County, Idaho. And Sheriff, it's the John DePietro Show. Thank you for so much for joining us on this Thursday. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Sheriff, first of all, um, if you could give us an idea of what your experience has been like for the past year as a sheriff in uh, Canyon County, Idaho. Well, it's uh, it's certainly gotten busier, that's for sure. We've had a tremendous amount of growth, but uh, we've also had such a, a surge in, in illegal um, Ill- illicit drugs it's been really uh, more difficult for us to try to get a handle on and so with that obviously we have an a increase in in violent crime uh, we have an increase in distribution of the illegal narcotics which causes the gangs to compete with each other and we've had homicides that are on the rise and, and gang related uh, crimes of that nature so it's been it, we've seen a, we've seen kind of a not a dismantling of what we had in kind of in place, but we're certainly having to rise to the occasion more and then with with the rhetoric out there about our job and the job we're doing, we're losing people and that makes my job so much more difficult. I don't have enough manpower to, to fill the need. Um, different parts of the country, illegals, different factions of them um, tend to go in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in our region, for instance, the Boston region has one of the largest uh, Haitian immigration. That's where they go. Providence, of which the people listening to, has I think we're number the number one Guatemalan uh, destination. The the illegals that are infiltrating. Idaho. Where primarily are they coming from? Uh, Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have uh, we have already a, a very high percentage of Hispanic population, based on you know from decades ago when the migrant families coming in to work, the agricultural uh, areas of the farms and, and ranches and so on, on more of a seasonal basis. But generation or two ago, that kind of changed and people started to stay in 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 place instead of going back across the border. Now that that has so in a well-established situation that we have just an incredible influx of illegal immigration into our state, uh, but primarily from what we see as a Hispanic population because, of course, friends and family already live there and extended families and, and they can blend in. They still get hired by uh, major agricultural companies uh, to, to do different types of work and by you know, even the farmers and that sort of thing. And so they can, they can blend in and uh, it's very difficult to address that side but then with that as you can imagine comes the criminality because they're not all good folks right i mean there's the good folks and there's the really bad people yep and a whole bunch in between yes now folks with me on the john DePietro show is sheriff karen and donahue now sheriff um i believe you were on did i see you on fox news this morning this morning okay (laughs) take us inside what was the uh the nature Of, of the story 
that mm-hmm. that you were on Fox News? Well, my where I'm at, I'm you know yep. rough north of the, of the border, right? We're in my state, but we have just the way the highways and, and freeways come into that system. We're kind of a, a, what we call the corridor. We are a major corridor for drug trafficking and human smuggling through in through the state of Idaho. I'm right next to Boise, Idaho. My county is adjoining county, so we're the two largest in the state. So. The fact of the matter is, is there's a lot of rural area uh, to our south, and that's an easy, easy access into the state of Idaho for uh, these criminal organizations to operate from. Because there's literally not nearly enough law enforcement to address that when you're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles mm. before they get there. So what we what they wanted to look at is those smuggling routes, how, how easy it is to come up. And so we were showing them along those highways, those rural highways, just the amount of traffic and what the potential for that traffic to be calling, uh, carrying illegal narcotics, which we know they do. Again, even interdiction efforts can't slow down that amount. You might get one, 10, 10 or 15 get by you. And so we were showing that, and I was also showing uh, the team how I can, I can show areas where the cartels are assigned manpower into certain areas for safe houses, drop houses, that type of thing, and wow. then operate from there. And we've been in this for literally for decades fighting these guys. Uh, even when I was an undercover officer years ago, this was our main, this is the main area where we had to concentrate because this is where they set up shop and then they work from there. So they like wow. the anonymity of the rural area. Yes. At the, right next door to a very urban area. Right. Yes. What what type of drugs primarily mm-hmm. are they bringing into Idaho? The, 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 mo- the primary drugs, methamphetamine has been king forever. It? Oh yeah. Wow. King. Uh, it's, it's one of the worst things we deal with. But, of course, heroin is very high amounts of heroin and, of course, uh, fentanyl. fentanyl. Right. Now, the, the meth, is that made south of the border? Or yes. Made, it is. Yes. So that, made in Mexico. Oh, gosh, yes. Wow. Over, well over 90%, 96 97% as you saw on Fox this morning. It all comes from Mexico. We don't have any homegrown labs anymore. Oh. It's so much more cost effective for, for the distrib- distribution by the cartels to manufacture it in Mexico, in South America. The precursors we know for a fact come through uh, China, through uh, Southeast Asia, yep. and, and so then it's made in Mexico, super labs, we call, we call them, and then that product is distributed. It, everything comes through the southern border. I can assure you everything's coming through that southern border uh, because they're established routes. That's, that's how it's done. And then once it gets to our area, then we're shipping stuff clear to your area, quite frankly. We yep. can track our dope clear to, clear to where you live. Wow. All across the country. Can you um, can you if you see someone, can you tell what they're probably on? Yeah, yeah. Typically. I mean, you come in contact yeah, with them. Yeah. So now, if you don't mind, um, and it's, I'm not profiling here, but just mm-hmm. let's just say someone is a meth head. Yeah. And you, you're, you know, you and the deputy, you're examining them. How, how can you tell? What are the characteristics you can tell that they're a meth head? Uh, there's several. Okay. Uh, uh, very erratic behavior. Nervousness, yep. sweating. If they've been on it for a while, you're going to see scabs, open scabs. Yeah. And, and what is that? It's the poison inside the it body is. trying to get out. That's wow. cause the physiology of the human body is not meant for this poison to be inside of it. Yep. Uh, those, the paranoia. Extreme paranoia at times. Uh, that that makes a very difficult prisoner. Oh, man. you got to yeah. be very careful because they're very uh, unpredictable. So scabs. Yep. yep. Scabs and nervousness. Nervousness. Paranoia. Sweating, paranoia. All these things are indicators. Yeah. 
Um, teeth as well. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it attacks the attacks the uh, the gums and the teeth, and and literally these people go from a, a normal looking person uh, to within months uh, to skeletal type. Oh, uh, just tremendously. Uh, it, it's so sad what yeah. these drugs do to people. And you someone know, in law enforcement told me that meth. It, 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 it's so hideous, it can stay in the system as much as two years. Yeah. And, and the guy that he said he could feel it was like popping out of his veins. Yeah. So in this, I mean, it's just terrible manufactured in that And way. the thing that we're seeing, the problem, like let's say 10 years ago, we, we, would, we were dealing with, say, 50 to 60% purity on, on methamphetamine. Today, we're dealing with 98% purity, wow. 100% purity. Wow. So just think of what's like the doing. Walter White blue stuff. Yeah, it is. Uh, breaking right. Bad. Yeah. Now, what about fentanyl? How can you, if you see someone, how do you then say, I think they're on fentanyl? It's very interesting because we know so little about it at this time in, yeah. in, a, in a general uh, statement. But the fentanyl is typically mixed in with the methamphetamine or oh the heroin. God. And so that's oh. what that that's where the, the cartels are making money. They can what we call cut the dope. They can put in less methamphetamine and put in a small, smaller amount of of, of fentanyl, yep. which gives a high. Unbelievable uh, high. Unbelievable high, yeah. but it's also very dangerous because that's not regulated. FDA doesn't work on those crimes. No, not exactly. down there. No. And so if it's a little bit oh, a little too much, it, it, it's well, just, it's not like they pull it off the shelf. No, it just looked like what? Uh, DEA put out this yes. on Monday. You know, over 40% of these pills are, are lethal. Huh. 40%. God. Chance of taking it. And, and you don't have to be a drug user or a drug addict. You just have to be a, a high school kid or yeah. college kid, a young adult. So you don't go out and pop a pill tonight just for a high. Yep. And you're, you got over 40% chance of dying because you took that pill. A law enforcement officer told me that um, that someone that they, they were treating it with OD'd, that the guy said, listen, I used fentanyl for a year. And I had no problem, but he got a batch. But in his mind, the fact that it could be lethal still wasn't a deterrent from not taking it. And what about someone who's using heroin? That's, Which used to be the needle, but now a lot of people can smoke oh, it, yeah. right? Oh, God, so, yeah. But how can you tell and say, wait a minute, I think this Again, a lot of the, they don't have the nervous behavior okay. that methamphetamine portrays. But when you look at someone on heroin, they're, they're very emaciated typically. Yeah. You know, very uh, poor health. Yes. Uh, they do get to that nervous stage and that paranoia stage because they're looking for the fix. They're yeah, jonesing, they right. call it. Yes. And so they're pretty easy to pick out, too. Yeah. And they're more subdued in, if they're on it, right? It's kind of equaling them out. But right. once they're coming down, they've got to get to that next high. Mm-hmm. And that's when they become more dangerous as well. Sheriff, uh, again, folks, our guest is Sheriff Karen and Donahue, uh, Sheriff of Canyon County, Idaho. Sheriff, what, what is the solution right now as far as with the border? I mean, it, it, this... Even even President, former President Obama came out and said this is unsustainable for this to continue like this. Boy, I'll try to answer your question. The first the first response that I give is that we've got to shut it down completely to yeah. try to take a gasp of air to try to regroup. That's not going to happen because we don't have the we don't have the ability to shut it down entirely. But what we do need to do is slow slow the the, the hemorrhaging. We we are overrun uh, from a law enforcement perspective, from a medical perspective, from criminal justice standpoint point because all this is inside of what we're trying to, to put up with we we have to we have to get the uh, uh, administration to at least sit down and talk to us and say look uh, president obama former president is correct it's not sustainable and this this fact that 
every one of these people coming across, they're paying a price to the cartels. Yeah. This is over $50 billion annually to these cartels, and they're not going to give up that money. They're very ruthless. They're very vicious. They're very uh, uh, determined. And really what we have to do, it's very difficult to say we can get in, get with Mexico and try to stop the cartels. That's been done in the past. It tried to be done. It had no, no effect. We, but we have to physically stop the spillover and then regroup and then try to start negotiating with Mexico to try to address it on their side. And we're simply going to have to go help them. We, they no. can't do this on their own. No. Sheriff, do the cartels come into Idaho? Oh, yes. They do? They, they come into to, to your, to your town. There, wow. there is a cartel operative in every city and every county and yeah. every state in the United States. I, I'm assuring you of this. This isn't just conjecture. No. A law enforcement person from Chicago told me, he said, you know, in the past, they maybe have a couple in town just to make sure everything was going smoothly, but since the border was open, he's like, it, it's it's frightening, the, the back and forth. Oh my gosh, it, yeah. It's that they travel as freely as an American citizen. More freely. More they, freely. More freely. Yeah. They, they travel with impunity. Wow. And because of the corruptness on that border, they're able to do so. And not just the southern border, look at the northern border. Yes. I mean, there's, we're pulling uh, Customs and Border Protection, pulling resources from the northern border to help the southern border. There's nobody at the, at the door. I mean, I've, I've been up there, I've, I've worked with the Canadian Mounties, the Royal Canadian Mounties Police and others, and I'm telling look, you are you are 10 years behind on this deal. These, these, this thing is happening right in front of you. And and yeah. it's really difficult. Now, do I also have this right? Was a member of your family involved? Can you touch on that? Yeah, uh, just this summer actually. Uh, oh, a 22-year-old nephew of mine oh, was, goodness, was uh, killed by an illegal, illegal oh. alien who was Where did who this was, happen? Uh, I'm sorry? Where did this happen? Uh, Boise, Idaho. Wow. Yep. He was driving my, my, my nephew was in a, a work truck, an F-350 truck, and, and stopped at a, at a stop or stoplight in a T intersection, and uh, the illegal alien was driving a semi-tractor trailer. He was drunk. He was over 70 miles an hour in a T intersection. Never even slowed down and drove right through him. Oh, he had alcohol, blood alcohol level of, of over 0.2, and uh, no license, of course, oh, no nothing. God. Working for a company out of Laredo, Texas. How? And and he's been uh, deported before. Why is he here? And you know. So we're now part of the Angel family, and you yeah. know, uh, and we're of course uh, proud in one way to be there, but sad in the other. Oh. We'll do what we can to so that other families don't suffer the way my family has. Where were you when you got the call? I was in Reno, Nevada, at the Western State Sheriff's Conference, and I got in my car and took off. And uh, oh, and goodness. you know, obviously, I handled things for the family as yeah. a sheriff, and and I didn't let them. I went and claimed the body, and I'm the one that went. And and that's hard because as a sheriff, I go see a lot of people. Right. Yes. I I see a lot of tragedy, but it's a little bit different when you have to go talk to your own family about it. And, and Tell us questions. about your nephew. He was a young man. He was, he was uh, uh, his father's a cattle buyer wow. out west, and so he grew up in that agricultural, he had, him and his dad, he had his own herd, starting his own herd. He had a, a good job with a really good company, and he was building that life. You know, he was, he'd, he'd had his own hurdles as a young man, but he'd gotten past that, and uh, very strongly supported by his parents, and, and really on the right track. Yes. Some people don't get on the right track. He was on the right track and literally going to his job site uh, at 830 at night, turning up to, to go up north. And, uh, I mean, he was killed instantly, as you can imagine. But he never got a chance to, to have that life, and it was taken so needlessly. Why? And accidents happen every day, don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not saying it couldn't have happened if this guy wasn't illegal. But the fact was he well, was the illegal. The fact he was. He was. And had been so deported. And had been deported. Didn't have to be here. Shouldn't have been. No. Here. And so that's aggravating. Sure.
Sheriff Karen uh, Donahue, uh, Sheriff Canyon County, Idaho. Before I let you go, what, what what type of feedback do you get from the people of the county? Uh, very strong feedback, yeah. quite frankly. They they like the fact that their sheriff is out here. They like the fact their sheriff is out in Washington, D.C., talking about the issues. I was on Fox News this on morning. Fox News How about morning. that? And, uh, That's big in Idaho. That That's is big, big anywhere. It is, and, and we're proud to be a part of it. I'm very yeah. I'm outspoken on these issues, and I'm not afraid to, to go out and, and, and address it. You know, in the last administration, we had a seat at the table. I've been yeah. to the White House with President Trump wow. a couple of times. And, what was and that like? It was phenomenal. Yeah. Quite frankly, it was. none of us are going to agree with everything the man did or said, but when he when you're in a room with him in the West Wing or the East Wing, yeah. and I was invited to both, he got uh, his ear. It was, it yeah. was his ear. And it he was. was sincere when he shook your hand, looked you in the eye. You, you, you understood. He right. meant what he was saying. He did. And he was direct, and he's expected of things, and we, we were expected of things as well. And we had common ground, and we were making a difference down there on the border, and we were making a difference with Mexico. And, and we, it was giving law enforcement and the good people of America a chance to slow it down and say, how do we fix this? That's out the window. Yeah. And right now, we don't even have, we don't not only have not have a seat at the table, there is no table with right. this administration. We've asked for one. They put it away. They, they will not let us sit they down. So the table. It's, and so I think that, well, I don't think, I know the people of Idaho, the people of my county are proud that their sheriff gets out there and takes on the issues head on. And that's just how I'm built, right? I'm a cowboy from <laughs> from an Irish family. What, what, what are you going to expect from anything else? Well, well, tell me about, though, when you were in the Oval Office with President Trump. I, I was. What a feeling. I was. Wow. The, the first the first trip, uh, we had probably. When uh, was that? That was. Um, 17? 17 or 18? Okay. No, let's see. I, I was it during that, this trip as well, the, this broadcast? Or the, was first, the first trip? time was. It was, for, yeah. it was during this broadcast. And then, so there were several shares that we were up there. We had a, a round table with uh, Vice President Pence. Yes. And then we got the call that the president wants to see you all. Wow. So we all went over to the East Wing and uh, had a photograph uh, opportunity with him. And, and he shake, shook everybody's hand and yeah. talked to everybody. Look at that. And then the next time, there's only about, uh, probably about 10 or 12 of us were invited for a special meeting on yes. border security. Okay. Wow. And I'm on the board of security for the National Sheriff Association. Yep. And then, and same thing, we're in a roundtable discussion, and he says, no, I want you in the West Wing. Wow. And so we went over, and it was awe-inspiring, yeah. to be honest with you. Yes. I mean, this is our capital. This Come is, on. This it is, is America. It is. And uh, to, to be... It's big time. It's as big, was, you know what? It's as big as it gets. It, it was. It is as big as it it's gets. It's one of my most fond memories of my life. Yes. I've just seen a sheriff. No. To, to be able to stand in that, that those hallowed yes. grounds, that building. Think of you in grammar school and the teacher I, talking about, this is the White House. You George Washington was there. And now, fast forward, and there you I, are you, with the President of the United States. Incomprehensible. It is. To a young guy yes. like me. Oh, when I was a young God. man. Yes. I'm from a very rural part of Idaho, a kid from a town of 500 people. How did that play back in Idaho? Oh, wow. my God. They went crazy. Of course they yeah, did. I didn't get out of the White House until I had interviews set up. Look right at there. that. That is And fantastic. it was it's just the, the fact that the man took the time and, and wanted to know what we had to say. Yes. And yeah. was sincere about it. Yep. And, and said, what do you need? I'm going to try to get that done. And did get it done. Yes. Yeah. I made an effort, and you Boy, just don't a have valuable to do ally that. to have. Yeah, I was. It's. I, I was so proud of being able to do that. And proud to, and honored that again the people, my citizens, yep. entrusted me to be their sheriff and to go do things like that. Yeah. That's that's unbelievable, sheriff. Such a honor to speak oh. with you. You have a great staff too. I do. Boy, Thank what you. a day! You're on Fox <laughs> News this morning. Yeah. You're on with me now. You're making the rounds. So yeah. listen, keep up the good oh, work. Thank you so much. He's doing your thing. Thank you for being here to, to listen to us. Oh, yeah. So, thank you.
Well, health continues to be an important part of our daily lives. That's why you need to stop in and see the queen of health. It's Marie at It's My Health because it's your health. But It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Look for her on Facebook. You can also call her at 401-305-3585. You know where she is, right in that very majestic old white church diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. It's My Health. And inside, pop in. You'll see vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like Isae, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Wait till you see the selection. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, spices purchased by the ounce plus boxed herbs and teas plus hemp and CBD products. Stop in natural skincare products, hair care products. It's my health, because it's your health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchels at Innovas Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsible. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401 401- 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service 401-439-6028 Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist Yankee Tree Service they provide various tree services including tree removal pruning land clearing stump grinding and bobcat service check out their website yankeetreeservice.com whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding yankee tree service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps tree pruning you know many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down the licensed arborists with yankee tree service they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com wnri Winsocket. socket 